Welcome to the Teacher Blog Academy podcast, brought to you by Side Hustle Teachers. Hey there, and welcome back to the Teacher Blog Academy podcast. I'm Stacy Ogden, your host and founder of Side Hustle Teachers. Today, we're going to be talking about how to use the end of the year to really review and clean up your blog so that you go into the new year with um, with a clean slate and with a, with a business that's working for you. Now, we all know the end of the year is a great time to reflect, examine, and set new priorities for what's next, which makes it the perfect time to do a review of your blog business. Now, if the word review makes you shiver and think of your end of the year teacher eval meeting where you have to prove to your administrator that you're an effective teacher, don't sweat it. This is your business and you don't have to prove anything to anyone. If it helps, this isn't just a review, but it's also a cleanup. It's a chance for you to clear out some digital cobwebs and spruce up a corner or two of your website. And remember, teachers kind of have two year ends, so feel free to do this in December or June or both or really kind of any time you want. (laughs) I start this process with the review part because that helps me inform the cleanup portion. So that's the way that I suggest you do it at well. It takes me a few hours if I do this all in one sitting, but it's also possible to do a little bit at a time. And there's no rule that says this has to be done by a certain date. So you're not going to get marked late if it's not done by January 1st. Finally, before we jump in, this is a big overview type of process that I recommend for beginners. If you're more than a couple years into your blog, you might want to check out a more nitty gritty review process. I've got a show notes link to um, a pro blogger version, but then make sure you come back for the cleanup part because he doesn't really talk about that in his blog post. All right, so the first thing we're going to do here is we're, we have to gather your information. And at this point, It's all about the data. And yes, we're all dated out, but this is your data and it's not being used for anything except to help you make informed decisions about your blog. Data is information. Information is power. Some things you're going to want to get for your data are your key performance indicators, and they can be gleaned from your Google Analytics account. So things you might want to look at are the number of page views, sessions, and or unique visitors per month. You definitely want to know your traffic sources. Where are people coming to your blog from? You're going to want to know your top posts and pages and your total email subscribers by month. Okay, so we're going to want to see that there's a trend there that that's going up. The next thing is the Benjamins or the Washingtons, wherever you're at. (laughs) If you want your blog to make money, you need to track where your money is coming from. I can't stress this enough. So now is the time to dig into how much you made and how you made it. If you've been using my income and expenses tracker, this will be easy. If not, well, it's important. So so just do it. In this step, we're only focusing on income. You'd be amazed how many entrepreneurs don't know how much money they're bringing in. I check in on my blog once a month to update my spreadsheet, which is, um, there's a link in the show notes to that other blogcast about tracking that stuff, and you can download the spreadsheet for there, um, from there for free. And I move all my money to the proper accounts, but even I was surprised at my income when I looked. Like I normally just sort of put all the numbers in the right boxes and then I close it up. But this time I actually looked at the monthly and yearly totals and holy crap, 
I hadn't even realized I'd already surpassed my revenue goal for the year by October. So sometimes numbers can be fun. So the numbers you need to know in this particular section are your sources of income and how much did each source earn. So pretty straightforward. You can break this down by month, the tracking sheet helps you, or by year, you can just sort of add it all up. The next thing is where are you spending your time and money? Now, this is not as much fun as the income, but you also need to know where you're spending money. If you don't already, I strongly suggest setting up a bank account just for your business and a credit card just for your business. This not only helps you track your expenses more easily, which easy is better, um, but it also protects your personal accounts from legal action, assuming you've set up an LLC. What you definitely need to know is what are you paying for in your business and how much are you paying? You want to sort of get a general idea of what the income you're bringing in and how much of that income is actually leaving and how much of it do you get to keep. You also should do a time audit just for your own information. And this involves tracking what you do for your blog and can help provide valuable insights into your strengths and your weaknesses and improvements that you can make. The goal is to find out what you're doing in an average week and how long you're spending on it. With the other data you've collected, you'll be able to see if you're spending your most precious resource, which is your time, wisely. All right, so once we have our data, we're going to start to break it down. Now that you've got everything collected, you really can start to scrutinize it. And you have no idea how hard I tried not to use the word analyze there so as not to traumatize you. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is you don't need to make spreadsheets, charts, and tables to get what you need. Really, there are three questions you need to be able to answer. And you can just look at the data and just sort of come up with answers. You don't have to write anything down. It doesn't have to be a big formal process. So here's the first question that I suggest you look at. What trends do you notice? Is there a particular post type on your blog? or social media if you track that too, that got more engagement via comments, shares, or sales? And if so, when you're planning ahead, you wanna make sure you include that content, right? You wanna make sure that type of content is included. And then you also wanna spend a little bit of time to try and determine what's working. Like, why does your audience like that? You can even ask them outright if you have a relationship with some. Just say, hey, I noticed this, this post is doing really well. What do you like about it? so that you can use those techniques in other content as well. And you may notice that certain times of year are peaks and valleys for your readership and or your sales. And this is totally normal and nothing to panic about. For example, September is a slow month at Side Hustle Teachers because my audience is focusing on back to school stuff. And knowing this is helpful because not only do I not freak out when my stats drop, but I also know don't launch something in September, no matter what. <laughs> It's not going to be worth it. The next question is, does your effort match your outcome? This is a big one. Are the places you're spending your time benefiting your blog? For example, if you're posting diligently on Instagram every day, are you gaining followers? And more importantly, are those followers becoming readers and or customers? While it can be a really good ego boost to see our follower count go up, it doesn't really mean anything if those followers aren't clicking over to your blog, signing up for your email list, and making you money. 
So as an example, my engagement on Twitter was circling the drain. And I'm going to be totally frank. I've always hated using Twitter. I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. I hate the character limits. I just, ugh. So I deleted my account and it felt great. So maybe there's some places where you're putting in a lot of effort and it's not really seeing a return on that effort. And last but not least, the biggie. What are your income producing activities? Knowing where your revenue is coming from, because you looked at your sources of income and how much you're making from each, what specific tasks move your audience towards a sale? Whether that is if you have ads on your site, it's just getting more eyeballs on your site, right? Or if you're doing sponsored content, you can charge more for sponsored content if you have a higher readership. If you're doing affiliate sales, how is it that you're getting people to click? Do you notice a certain type of um, link if it's more conversational, just included in the post? Or is it if you have a sentence that says, click here to get this thing? So what are the things that are helping people take action on your offers? If 1% of people on your email list buy from you, which is a very normal statistic, by the way, so don't be thrown off by the 1%. 1% is a good number. Consider the steps you take to get on your email list. At Side Hustle Teachers, a good portion of our sales come from my free training, The Profitable Blogging for Teachers, which is linked in the show notes if you want to take it. So I would examine the ways that people can find this training and how I can make it more readily accessible. Now, if your blog is not making money yet, not to worry. (laughs) Since email is far and away the most cost-effective way to get customers, at this point, you should be focusing on your list. So even if you don't have anything to sell yet, build your list. It's a marketing channel that will pay off big time in the future. And then, so in this case, your question wouldn't be income producing. You would address the question, what are my list building activities? So now that you have a big picture view of your blog, you're going to keep this information in a visible place. When you're considering a new project, reflect on those questions and think, is this project in keeping with the expectations of my audience? Do I have evidence, evidence that my audience needs or wants this? And is this going to build my income? Pausing to deliberately weigh the costs, and I mean both money and time costs, and the potential returns of each project can prevent you from chasing shiny objects or what so many of us do, which is procrastinating by taking on non-income producing tasks or non-list building tasks. Now, before we move on, there's two more things to think about in your year-end review. That is, what did you love about blogging this year? what brought you joy? What made you happy? What, what was fun? What was great about it? And then what did you not enjoy doing this year? What was boring? What sucked your energy? So remember that your blog is your business and you get to design it in a way that makes you happy. If there are things you loved doing, like moments that made you feel great or connections you made that you treasure, do more of that. <laughs> when, you, when you look ahead to next year, plan more of what brings you joy. And conversely, if there are things that just drain the life from you, they feel really difficult, or you just put them off for as long as possible, find a way to do less of them. 
And maybe that means those things just don't get done because some things just don't need to be done. Or if it's something that needs to be handled, like sending welcome emails to new subscribers, automate it with a tool like ConvertKit or hire someone to do it for you. Your business, your rules. All right, let's talk about this cleanup process. While you've got all of your data out and available, let's see if there are some things on your blog that can be tidied up. (laughs) This is an important part of your year-end process because it will make for a much better user experience for your readers and it can help your SEO also. So the first thing we're gonna do here is you're gonna amp up your top posts. Once you know which posts are resonating with your audience over time, and you can look at this, um, Google Analytics lets you break it down by week, by month, by year, the whole thing. I, I recommend that if you've got a few months of content, then look at it over time. Look over it a long stretch of time. Um, you're going to want to maximize those posts that are doing really well, though. A few things I recommend is adding more internal links to other blog posts of yours. So this will help keep people on your site longer and it will lead readers through more of your content, building a stronger connection faster. Next, you wanna do some keyword research to find what people who are interested in that particular content might be searching for. And then you can update your post to include these words or phrases. And lastly, you want to review your post images for those top posts. Update them if they're outdated and make sure that you're using a plugin like Social Warfare or something like that to make pinning and sharing easy. Okay, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to update or redirect old posts. If you've been blogging for more than a year, you may have some content that's a little dated, it doesn't 100% fit your niche anymore, or you just plain don't like it. As you grow, this is totally normal. You have a couple of options for what to do with this content. You can always update or improve upon old posts. That's one of the beautiful things about blogging. If there's a typo, you can fix it. If there's something new you want to mention, add it in. No big deal. But not all content is worth updating or fixing. Sometimes it's better to just scrap it and move on. However, you don't want people who find old links to be taken to get an error when they click. So I suggest there's this free plugin called Redirection, and there's a link in the show notes. It allows you to point the old URL of the post you don't want shown anymore to another related post that's more in line with your current blog niche and standards. So that way, when someone clicks on the old post, they'll automatically be taken to the new one instead. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. Next up, you want to remove or update dead links. There are few things more frustrating for a reader than clicking on a link and going nowhere or even worse to an error page. This happens a lot with affiliate links because other sites will make updates to their inventory or to their system and of course they don't tell everybody about it. So you just have to go through and do this pretty regular. A tool like SEM Rush's website audit will give you a list of links on your site that are dead, right? So it'll just show you what page they're on and then what the link is, and you can go through and fix them. I actually suggest doing this more than once a year, but you know, life happens. So <laughs> definitely make it part of your end of year cleanup. If you do it more more often, then one, you'll catch these links before they frustrate readers. And two, it won't take as long because um, if you have a large site with a lot of links on it, it can they can build up. All right. And the last thing I'm going to ask you to do for this cleanup is de-junkify your inbox. If you're like me, 
you may sign up for a lot of free trials, trainings, etc. Um, I also like to sign up for people's email lists just to check out their nurture sequence. I kind of stalk them like that. And all of this means that my inbox gets pretty cluttered. So use this time of year to unsubscribe from things that are no longer serving you. This is actually another thing I recommend you do more than once a year, like daily. If you get something that you don't like, just unsubscribe right away. But it's helpful to have a reminder, so I thought I'd tuck it in there. All right, the end of the year is just a natural time to do a review and cleanup of your blog. But remember, it doesn't have to be done then. If you're feeling a little unclear on where your business is going, this process can help illuminate where you're at and what your options are. Remember that in the end, your blog is yours and yours alone. Make informed decisions, but make the ones that work for you and your goals, not because it's what you're supposed to do or because that's what somebody else wants. One of the best things about blogging is that you can make it yours and make it what you want it to be and not worry about anybody else. (laughs) It's a wonderful thing. If you're ready to get started on blogging, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Teacher Blog Academy. You can just go to teacherblogacademy.com to find out more and to sign up. And until next time, happy hustling. Hey, before I go, I'm not sure if I mentioned this or not, but I have a free training available in case you're thinking about blogging as your side hustle or as a complement to a side hustle you already have. You can check it out at sidehustleteachers.com slash profit. In this training, I walk you through my five-step framework for building, growing, and maintaining a profitable blog, even as a busy teacher. Check it out. Again, it's sidehustleteachers.com forward slash profit.